Hey, hey, welcome to Career Coaching with Tiffany, the Office Informant Podcast. Here we focus on helping you navigate what's next in your career. Whether you're looking to prepare for a promotion, re-enter the workforce, or completely overhaul your career, this is the place to hear tips, tools, stories, and experiences to help you feel more confident in moving forward. I'm Tiffany, your host and guide. Hey, hey, in today's episode, we'll be talking about something so many of us face as women, which is fear and self-doubt when it comes to making any type of change, especially a career change. So today I'll be breaking down where that comes from and of course, how to overcome it and build confidence in making a career change. Okay, before we jump into the good stuff, I want to share a quick story about a friend. Let's call her Allie. Allie worked many, many years in the restaurant business and lived a very carefree life. If you've ever worked in any type of hospitality or retail, you know there is an opportunity for a flexible schedule. You can work as much or a little, as little as you want, and you have the opportunity to take cash money home every day. So she was very comfortable and she loved what she did. And then she became a mother and quickly realized that her career in the restaurant business no longer matched the lifestyle that she wanted for herself and her child anymore. And so Allie had to overcome some really big fears and really get out of her comfort zone to make a significant change. So fast forward, Allie got a job as an office assistant, was eventually promoted to an office manager, performed well, and moved into learning and development. And it's now a talent development manager for a nonprofit organization. The point that I'm making here is is that Allie had to get uncomfortable. She had to overcome fear if she wanted to create the lifestyle that she wanted for her daughter. And that's what we're going to talk about today, fear and self-doubt when it comes to making a change and how to overcome that. So today we're talking about a topic that's near and dear to my heart, and that's fear and self-doubt in our careers and how it holds us back. Specifically, we're going to explore how women are prone to feeling these emotions of fear and self-doubt, and I'm not going to leave you without sharing some tips of how we can overcome them. No matter where you are listening to this episode, in your car, in your living room, at your desk, first things first. Let's acknowledge the elephant in the room, and that's imposter syndrome. Raise your hand if you've ever felt like a fraud in your job or in your career. Yep, me too. If your hand is up, you're definitely not alone. In fact, studies show that women are more likely than men to experience imposter syndrome. So this nasty combination of fear, self-doubt, and imposter syndrome can have significant impacts on our lives and on our careers. So you might be like, Tiffany, why are we talking about this today? Well, let me tell you why. Number one is having these things can limit our opportunities. Fear and self-doubt can cause you to avoid taking on new challenges. That's applying for new promotions, pursuing new career paths, or asking for the income that you deserve in your current role. And so this can limit your opportunities for career growth and financial advancement. Reason number two we are having this conversation today 
If you allow fear and self-doubt to hold you back, you can become stagnant or complacent in your current job or career, leading to a lack of growth and development. You become stuck. Reason number three, it can cause low self-esteem and erodes at your confidence over time. Continuously holding back from taking on new challenges can negatively impact your self-esteem and your confidence. This eventually can make it difficult for you to see your worth and value, especially in the workplace. And that's where imposter syndrome kicks in. Reason number four out of seven, I'm going to give you all the goods, all the reasons today is missed experiences. By avoiding opportunities out of fear and self-doubt, you miss out on experiences that could have been valuable for your personal and professional growth. So if you're doubting yourself, you're not going to enroll in that class. You're not going to raise your hand to lead that meeting or that project, which could catapult or grow your career. Reason number five is a big one. It's regret. If you let fear and self-doubt hold you back from taking action, you could later regret not pursuing opportunities that could have led to greater career success. We all look back on those things, whether it's in our career, in our lives, in our relationships, and think I should have done something different. Where would I be if I'd made a different choice and not let fear and self-doubt keep me from taking that action? Reason number six is uh, your purse reduced income. By limiting your opportunities and not pursuing promotions, raises, advancements that you deserve, you miss out on potential increases in your pocket. You lower your financial stability. It impacts the life you're able to give yourself and your family. And reason number seven, probably the most important one of them all is your health. When you allow all of these things to happen over time, it has an impact on your physical and emotional health. So let's talk about why women are more prone to these types of emotions of fear and self-doubt. First, it's partly because of societal expectations of us. We're raised to be humble and not confident. This can make it hard for us to own our achievements and our skills and our accomplishments with confidence because we're supposed to be humble. We feel pressure to conform to those expectations and those stereotypes like women are less competent or less suited for certain types of roles. Think about it. In previous generations, women were expected to be teachers and nurses, not doctors or engineers. And there are all types of subliminal messages, even today, that leads us to believe that we can't do hard things. I have a seven-year-old daughter, and I am constantly telling her that she can do hard things. I'll never forget, two years ago, we were working on some reading and math, and she absolutely loves to read, has been reading for a very long time. And we were sitting, sitting down doing some homework and she told me, well, you know what? Boys are better at math than girls are. I'm like, what? Like, who told you that? I know I never told you that. I know your father never told you that. But there are these messages out there, even for my seven-year-old daughter today, 
that tells her she's not good at math and she can't do hard things. And if she continues to grow in believing that, that is a barrier that will keep her from pursuing careers or life choices because she feels like she can't do those things. So society plants those seeds early in our lives. Another reason we're more prone to these emotions is lack of representation. When we look at specific industries or higher level leadership roles, we don't see anyone that looks like us. We don't see many role models or mentors, which can make it hard for us to envision ourselves succeeding in those industries or at that level. Another reason is past experiences. We have all experienced some level of discrimination, harassment, or other negative experiences in the workplace that have impacted our confidence, our self-esteem, and our ability to believe in ourselves. And the last reason I want to highlight we are more prone to these emotions is we struggle to balance our careers with other responsibilities, such as family, caregiving, maintaining a household, which leads to feelings of overwhelm and feelings of stress. Let's face it, most of the time we as women play a larger role in the home and balancing home and work can lead us to believe that we can't have those fulfilling careers that require us to be ambitious. And so this is just four reasons why we are more prone to these feelings of fear and self-doubt than men. Do you have an interview coming up and the very thought of interviewing makes you want to run and hide? Well, guess what? I love interviewing. Weird, right? Well, I wanna share tips and tools I've used personally and coach clients on for many years. You can download the pre-interview guide today. The best part, it's free. Inside of this free resource, I share steps you should take before the interview, insight into what hiring managers are looking for, and a list of common interview questions. You can get your copy at theofficeinformant.com backslash pre-interview guide. You can also find the link in the show notes. Okay, we have talked about the impact of fear and self-doubt and why women face these emotions. But now it is time to talk about some tips on overcoming them. So fear not. That was a joke. Did y'all get it? Okay, let's discuss six ways to overcome those feelings that could be holding us back. Okay, if you don't have your pen and paper out, now is the time to take notes. Tip number one of six to overcoming the feelings that lead to imposter syndrome. It starts in the mindset. You have to reframe negative thoughts. Negative thoughts are like mosquitoes in the summertime. They're annoying, they're persistent, they don't go away, they're hard to get rid of. And so when negative thoughts arise, you have to try to reframe them in a more positive and realistic way. One way I like to do that is positive affirmations. I know you might be thinking affirmations are cheesy and they don't work, but listen, this is something I've learned. The key is to make that affirmation specific and believable. So you can say, I'm a rock star at everything I do, everything I touch is successful. That is great, I am sure you are and I'm sure you do. 
Or you can be a little bit more specific and say, I'm proud of myself for putting in the effort to learn this new skill. I personally find that affirmations are much easier to believe and internalize when it's something that feels real, specific, and attainable to me. I want to give you an example. When the negative thought comes into your head that you're reading a job description and you immediately think, I'm not qualified for this job, you can reframe it in a way that says, I may not have all the skills for this job, but I can learn and grow into this role. So that is tip number one, starting with your mindset and reframing those negative thoughts. Tip number two is to build a support system. Look for mentors, coaches, and supportive colleagues who can provide encouragement and guidance in your career. Having that network of people can help counteract that negative self-talk and build confidence. So surround yourself with supportive people who believe in you, who know your abilities, and it's much easier to silence that negative voice in your head when you have a chorus of cheerleaders, you have your squad in your corner. Tip number three is self-care. We talked about earlier how balance, that work and home balance can be taxing. Taking care of yourself, both physically and mentally, can help you manage stress and build that bounce back, that resilience. And this includes things like getting your daily exercise, prayer and meditation, or spending time with loved ones. So I am guilty of not being the best at self-care. I am a recovering workaholic. I am always trying to create balance in my life. So here's some things I put in place for practicing self-care. I wake up about 20 to 30 minutes before the rest of my family. I get my cup of coffee. I sit in the quiet, dark living room of my house and I, I set my intentions for the day. I think about what I wanna get accomplished. I'm not looking at my calendar. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm just setting my positive intentions, what I'm going to get accomplished for the day. I'm in prayer time. I'm just enjoying some quiet time to myself because my day job is human resources and I work from home and I have a family. I don't get time to myself very often. So having that quiet time is mental health for myself. Another thing I put into practice, and when I'm not consistent, I feel it, and that's my exercise. I don't exercise every day, but I try to go hard three to four times a week. I do body pump, I do uh, a core class, and I do my Couch to 5K app at least two days a week. And I know when I go a week or two, ignoring my exercise, I start to get short-tempered and snappy with my family, so I have to make sure that I do those things. A third thing I do for myself in practicing self-care is I limit the number of hours I work at nights and weekends. Spending time and being present with my family is so very important. Again, I have a seven-year-old daughter and being able to spend quality time with her is important. And so having a full-time gig, a side hustle, a family can be very taxing, but there are small things that I put into place to practice self-care. And I want you to encourage to do the things that's right for you. Tip number four for overcoming fear and self-doubt is taking some action. Sometimes the best way to overcome these feelings is to get out there and move despite being uncomfortable or afraid. 
you can always start small. You can volunteer for a new project to start to get seen at work a little bit more. You can start networking with a colleague or a group of colleagues at work, and you can gradually work your way into bigger, badder challenges. And you'll get comfortable along the way, but you have to take some type of action. Once you start to decide that you're gonna go after whatever that group, that growth opportunity is, taking action is a way to get there. Tip number five is celebrate your successes. When you accomplish something big or small in your career, take the time to celebrate and acknowledge those achievements. Think about that meeting you led, that project you volunteered for. Take the time to celebrate those achievements. This can help boost your self-esteem, boost your confidence, and reinforce that positive mindset. Again, this is all working against the negative things that we talked about earlier in our conversation. Our sixth and final tip is remembering that overcoming fear and self-doubt takes time and effort. It is important to give yourself some grace, be patient and kind to yourself along the way. So you're pursuing a new career, you're pursuing a growth opportunity, whatever your career change is, it's important to remember that change takes time and you have to be kind for yourself as you go through the ebbs and flows of overcoming fear and self-doubt. Okay, friends, that's it for this episode of Career Coaching with me, Tiffany, the Office Informant. I hope you found this discussion helpful and a little bit empowering. Always feel free to reach out to me on social media. I will put all of my social media handles in the show notes, or you can reach out to me via email with any feedback or questions. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, remember, you got this.